something went wrong when trying to join this recording. I'll try again. Join the recording. Somebody's here. Okay. I'm there. I'm there. Oh gosh. Oh gosh. All right, I'm trying. So, oh, there's no video for Anchor. Which is okay. So, still trying. Hold on just a second. Let me get, uh, make sure I'm on the. You're doubling up. So, so am I. Yeah, it's just going to stay on the other one and the meat until. Same here. I really wish Elijah Mitchell would play. Yeah, after last week, you would have thought he would. Yeah, 20 touches to jack shit. Mildly frustrating. I'm trying to join. I don't know what the deal is. I'll choose AirPods instead of iPhone microphone. Mm. I'll send you I don't know. Let me try to get out of this Google Meet and see if that's any. Yeah. Did you send me something else? Yeah, I just texted you again the same link. I'll end this Google Meet. All right. Can you hear okay everything, Hickman? I can. Good. It'd be tougher without video. We can't see the cues, but that's all right. That's true. Oh, there's Boyd. Oh, here we go. How's it going, fellas? All right. I forgot what we're talking about. So <laughs> we were talking okay. about action movies, but yeah, we were. That was good. All right. <clears throat> Are we ready to ready to go? Yeah, sure. I don't know my edit capabilities, so let's go. Okay, uh, I'm gonna give us a silent beat so you see it, and then we'll start. Perfect. Okay. Hello and welcome, sports nuts and beer guts, episode sixty three ish. Maybe I'm giving us credit for an extra one that did not exist. Either way. Tonight, diving into the sadness that is college football. The hearts are broken from the Tennessee trio here. Yours truly, Matt Hickman, your host. Chris Collett, McClure Boyd. Guys, how, how are we doing? Let me let me get a pulse check. Is everybody alive? Everybody breathing? Slower like in cool runnings when they're like, you're dead, man. How, how are we doing? Oh, we dead, man. East Tennessee is struggling. East Tennessee was struggling today at work on a Monday morning. Man. It was a, a, a dark time. But, I mean, honestly, everybody seemed to have an okay perspective, but just, like, hated to see it because they knew that we were so much better, they felt like, than South Carolina. Um, the, the thing that I think is so uh, – the, the thing about that game was Spencer Rattler just going off, like it, probably having the game of his career and uh, just just throwing darts all over the field. That's what the one thing that got me that I couldn't believe. I know there's a lot of things like our defense was terrible. Hooker had some problems in that game. And, and there were apparently some problems before the game that, that we should probably get to. But uh, that was the thing that got to me it was just uh, those, those aspects. But uh, not not good all around. No, it wasn't. Um, I mean, listen to this podcast. I'm sure everybody knows this week, Tennessee loses 63 to 38 at South Carolina, the collapse in Columbia. Um, Chris, are you, uh, have you recovered? Have you not? I, I have not recovered. Uh, it was a sad day in middle Tennessee as well. Uh, very somber mode, uh, or mood, I guess you could say just, Mm -hmm. It was a rough one. Uh, still rough. Um, maybe a hot take. I actually 
thought our front six uh, on defense didn't play that bad. Uh, the back five, that's a different story. Uh, there was that. I didn't think Radler had, quote, unquote, game of his life. I thought he had a lot of open guys he just hit. Uh, the secondary was abysmal. I don't know. I don't know why they just decided, hey, let's just sit stand 12, 12 yards off the wide receivers oh, all gosh. game. There was no adjustments made. Uh, there was no blitzing. Camille uh, Hayden, bless his heart, uh, if, if he never wears a Tennessee uniform again, uh, I wouldn't be disappointed. I'd go as far as saying the wrong number five towards ACL on uh, Saturday. Oh, it was just frustrating. Every time he gave up a first down, he would get up and talk shit because he made a tackle 13 yards downfield. Uh, that was maddening. Uh, the whole game was maddening. Uh, I didn't think Hooker really had a bad game. Uh, Hyatt had a couple drops that you don't normally see. Uh, I mean, I, it's hard to place any blame on the offense. Uh, as I said, the defensive line, I mean, they kind of contained South Carolina's run. The run didn't kill us at all. Uh, the back end of the secondary was just abysmal. So, to me, the yeah. adjustments got to me. We were texting a little bit, and I just could not understand why they wouldn't blitz. I could not understand it why they wouldn't try to pressure Rattler. He Spencer Rattler had thrown eight touchdowns and seven interceptions on the season coming into this game. Yeah. Last week, their offense was shut out by the Florida Gators. The same Florida Gators that this week lost to Vanderbilt. They were held to, what, 10 by Missouri? The fact that they he threw six touchdowns against, I mean, Tennessee's defense is belagered, sure, but they did hold Will, number one pick Will Levis to no touchdowns. Okay, they scored one, I guess, but six points. Um, shut down LSU. The idea that this team put up 63 on Tennessee, unfathomable. I, I, kudos to uh, South Carolina's uh, offensive coordinator for staying aggressive the whole game. Uh, he didn't just get the lead and be like, okay, let's sit on it. Like He, he just kept throwing yeah. the ball because Tennessee was not stopping it. Like Kudos to the play call in there. Uh, <clears throat> I, I'll give him that, but, man, frustrating Maybe. loss. Maybe it was hyperbolic to say it was a game of his life, it was. but it did, it did it did seem that every single third and long, third and seven, eight, nine, he was just throwing a dart and getting it by one yard. Just one of those games that felt like the old those old Patriots teams that you used to watch in the AFC playoffs. They just get that first down. He just seemed to have one of those games that just it wasn't going to be stopped. I mean, looking at his his games this year. Um, They're bad. It, well, yeah, I don't think it's any exaggeration to say it's the game of his life. Like looking at his well, the QBR, he was his QBR was ninety six point nine against Tennessee, which is nearly perfect. It was twenty two against Florida, forty four against Missouri, forty eight against South Carolina State, twenty six against Charlotte, twenty six against Georgia State. I, I, I mean. So it's got to be a mix, though, of, of him having a, uh, an excellent game and us just being terrible in the secondary. Yes. Yes, the secondary <laughs> was uh, appalling. And that number five, man, that was really, really annoying. Like, I, like if I'm hypo, like, I, I got to – you got to step back and say, does he re- recognize what's going on like we can on TV? You know, when, when that guy is just talking, talking, talking the whole game, like please like y'all are getting destroyed <laughs> you need to stop this it's embarrassing but uh i don't know if coaches catch that stuff i mean i assume they do but um that was that was really bad it seemed like on tv i i think it looked worse on tv than it than it did from the sidelines because i don't think you necessarily see all that the biggest uh, thing with kamal had and like you said is is i i i I've never like I don't I'm not a fan of guys that are talking trash and standing over people that's just never been I've never liked that um, th- th- that being said, if you're going to do it, know the moment I'm all for exactly. like celebrate after the touchdown. All right. Whatever you got to do, you get a big sack, you get it's up and stopped. get excited. You get a pick man. All right. Yeah. Get stoked. Yes. A tackle after yielding a first down 
when you're on, down by 20. When, on oh my gosh. 20. That's just, you know, just, that's just the other team points at the scoreboard. That's it. Exactly. I, I mean, it's, 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 it's embarrassing. Um, know the moment. So, um, all right. A, a couple thoughts with this. I mean, it was an absolute debacle. We're still, still not over it. I'm like you, Chris. Um, so, a topic that's not great, but we are very familiar with. I want to talk about um, way like the most the times of losses that are most disappointing, and just the biggest gut punch. Now, you can have the last minute losses, you know, or a game that you absolutely should have won. Like the most painful game you should have won probably in sports history is the Super the Falcons Patriots Super Bowl, or or the Seahawks Patriots Super Bowl. The wrong team won both of those games. Um, and if you're a fan of the Seahawks or Patriots and that, you're just, you're dying because your team should have had it. Well, Tennessee came into this game with the better team, but they didn't deserve to win. That was not on the table at all. It was not a last minute thing. This had, this was a blowout loss, which is like the feeling of, oh, we're not there yet. Like close, but the team's just not ready for prime time. But that wasn't against Georgia. That wasn't against Alabama. It was against an inferior opponent, which is just shocking. And it's a blowout you were out of. The other part is what you lose in this game. Tennessee lost a shot at the playoff. I guess they'll still get to a power a, a New Year's Six Bowl if they beat Vanderbilt. I don't know. It, maybe not because Bama might get the spot. Yeah, I think and, they're. Uh, I heard Cotton, which is uh, that, that's a New Year's Day Bowl, correct? It's in the it's in the six, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and the other the other part of it is lost a shot at the Heisman Trophy. I don't know that there's been a worse loss. What do you guys think? Was this the worst loss that you've you've had as a Tennessee fan? I'm I'm still reeling over the loss. Uh, my desire to watch college football is like non-existent right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a decent chance i go to uh the armpit of tennessee west tennessee for thanksgiving and uh i just don't watch college football this weekend because uh, i'm just in mourning of the season being over <laughs> from a tennessee <laughs> fan's perspective uh so yeah this one took everything out of me i i had already penciled us into a playoff spot mm-hmm. uh, either the three or the four seed uh, i didn't think it mattered how the season played out i thought for sure uh as long as we went out we were going to be in the playoffs and i assumed winning out was a guarantee wrong i think espn had us at like an 89 percent chance to win pregame uh yeah so this was this was just uh excruciating it wasn't like a last minute like some like a gaff kind of you know what i mean it was just it was just a good old-fashioned ass kicking and it was like hey are you can, can we do something different? That'd be awesome. Uh, and and the, just the game just did not go uh, as expected. And I'm still reeling. So as far as that goes, I, I can't remember a Tennessee loss uh, that just has me this far out of college football. <laughs> but I just don't even care. How about All you, right, McLaurin? I got to bring some perspective to it here because mm-hmm. – we we, we got to recognize that Hooker gave us a great season as a, as a, a just a, a awesome quarterback Absolutely. season. Uh, that you know it is ahead of schedule. You know it's we're playing we were playing with house money anyways. I wanted to go to the playoffs too, but it, it has been a great. Was definitely a tough loss because of the circumstances and what was lost and all that stuff that you talked about. Plus, Hooker just being gone for the rest of the year, not being able to play in the ball really and all sad. that stuff. It is sad for him. You know, I, I'm sure that meant something to him. But I can point to a couple of other losses that I went to in the, in Atlanta, specifically 01. There were some things mm-hmm. on the line there. Um, yep. When, uh, when the quarterback at LSU gets knocked out of the game in the SEC championship and you, you pretty much have it wrapped right up to win, you got a stud team. And you could go to the Rohan play the Rose Bowl game. That is the it's... game where they got. Uh, I don't know who the starter was, but the backup's name was Matt Mock, and he came in and ran all over us, and uh, and we lost. And so we lost our chance to go to the Rose Bowl in the national championship as well to play Miami, which um, 
I don't know. Yeah, you know that's, those are those are two things. We probably would have gotten uh, destroyed in that game, but we, you know, those are two things we lost. There's the SEC championship and a shot at the national championship. So there's some there's some big stakes there. Oh seven two was the Ainge two interceptions in the fourth quarter SEC championship. That was LSU. I don't do that year. Probably not. Uh, national. It would have been a Sugar Bowl. Ranks, but... No, they had three losses that year. It would have been a Sugar Bowl or four, maybe. That so there, there's some tough losses in the history of football for sure. I know this one is uh, it just stings recent recency bias, but um, I don't know. It, it does uh, it does hurt just because the season seems so fun too. I I deleted Twitter and TikTok off my phone. <laughs> <laughs> I was in such mourning, and I still That's I haven't fair. re-downloaded them. I'm, I'm they're still not on my phone, so uh, that's how hard I took the loss. So you, you touched on a couple other ones. So <clears throat> for sure, twenty oh one LSU SEC championship. That game you lose the SEC championship, shot in the national championship. That was that was a devastating one, um, and it it sort of felt like the end of of and it was it marked like the last really great Tennessee team. Um, 2016, once again in Alabama. South Carolina. Nope, South Carolina. Alabama, it's a different kind of loss because Alabama was just a far superior team, right? I gave up on Butch after that. That's Alabama true. Yeah. You did give up then. That that was a point. Tennessee was had a, had a very real shot at a Sugar Bowl, um, and the program was on the rise. That was the moment the program was officially not on the rise was when they show up ill-prepared to stupid Columbia, South Carolina and play in that parking lot stadium. Um, sorry, I'm bitter. Also, that field was garbage. And there was sand all over the place. I don't say, want to say that's why Hooker got injured. That's really an awful injury. Um, did y'all observe that, too, the field was garbage? They definitely top-dressed the shit out of it to slow Tennessee down. 100%. 100%. So... I- I didn't notice. I was watching at Buffalo Wild Wings, though. So, um, my, a, my brother a, thought it was uh, a hurricane went through Columbia, South Carolina. He thought it was water. Yeah, it, it was. It was <laughs> awful. So, so that sure happened. The crazy thing is, the offense that needed slowed down was the other one. Um, no, I, I think so. Okay, I, I, you're right, McClure, That there needs to be some perspective. If you told me Tennessee was going to go 10 and 2, beat Alabama, Florida, lose a the game they shouldn't, would we have taken that at the beginning of the season? Absolutely. Absolutely. Way ahead of schedule. Also, I never would have thought that Tennessee would have been in a position to lose such a meaningful game. So that also makes it like all the more painful because how many shots do you get at this at a, at a playoff? You don't get many, right? And to, to lose an opportunity for the playoff and, and, you know, maybe one of our guys finally getting a Heisman, man, just, just a gut punch. I, I was looking through um, trying to find a, a similar loss by any team ever. Well, first of all, this was the, the most points ever scored by an unranked team against a top five team. So a historically horrible defensive performance. That's one thing. Um, the only game, cause it, it couldn't have been, if you, before this game, if you'd have said, what's the the worst um, rational outcome? Like, what's the worst thing that could possibly happen? I would think, okay, they lose, they commit turnovers, just play a terrible game. South Carolina beat you, I don't know, by a touchdown. Uh, allowing 63, Hooker blowing out his knee, and just getting embarrassed was not on the table. No rational person would have come in and, and said that. The only game that I could find ever, y'all may remember this game, 2018 Ohio State in Purdue. I think it was like on, on maybe a Thursday night. I can't remember, but Purdue boat raced Ohio State 49 to 20. Rondell uh, Moore was a freshman, I believe. Yep. That was that game. Yeah. Um, that prevented Ohio State from playing for a national championship or to go to the playoff. That game absolutely did that. Um, and they got obliterated by an inferior opponent. That's the only thing that I could think of. Um, I mean, there's the famous Pitt versus West Virginia game that West Virginia lost a shot at the national championship. There was Oklahoma State and Iowa State in 2011. So there have been some out there, but as far as the inferior team just hammering the, the favorite, that's the only one I could I could come up with. 
Um, well, anytime we're going to lose uh, to South Carolina at any point in our history, no matter if we're having a good era or not, letting them score 63 points or really letting any opponent anybody score yeah. 63 points is going to be a bad night. It's going to be, you know, an embarrassing, an embarrassing loss. Anyway, you chalk it up. So it's, it's tough in this, uh, this season, the way this, this team is, you know, you have to rely so much on the offense that when it's just not clicking, like, and I know you said that Hooker didn't have a bad game. He didn't have a bad game, but he wasn't clicking either. He wasn't. You know, he was throwing stuff behind, uh, you know, just even a couple steps where it's always been on the money. Um, and his accuracy is what he's lived off of. So it's, it's I don't know, um, that's just a tough, uh, tough game all around regardless. Yeah, it was a disaster. It, it was painful. It's behind us, hoping that, get a win over Vanderbilt and, you know, go to, go to the cotton bowl. Um, there, I mean, there's like a 1% chance Tennessee could actually get back in it. I'm going to lay it out for you. Okay. Are you ready? I'm waiting, but zero. Okay. (laughs) Georgia, Ohio state, Michigan are in TCU loses next week and the conference championship USC loses to Notre Dame. And then the conference championship. Um, I don't know why am I Auburn has to computer, beat Alabama. Auburn beats Alabama. Georgia beats LSU. Clemson loses to South Carolina next week. Be the greatest South Carolina season ever. Um, Alabama loses to Auburn. Now we're back in it. Sounds oh. like the worst parlay ever. It does. Anybody want to put a dollar parlay on all of those things? Um, is that like a two hundred billion dollar payout? I'll put a dollar on money line for all those teams actually winning. That's <laughs> that has a better chance at hitting. There's a much better chance. Yeah, yeah. To put a dollar money line on all the opposite. The TCU wins out. I mean, yeah. So anyway, that was a that was a nice little scenario you played out there. Yeah, it's it's all they know. They would probably need to something else would probably still need to happen. The committee would vote in Notre Dame or something with three losses. But <laughs> after watching Tennessee, I I, I might even vote in Kentucky. <laughs> Just saying. It was embarrassing. Um, I, I will say this. I, I'm not out on Hypel after the loss. It was a bad loss. Uh, you can't be. I, I. It doesn't really change my outlook on Hypel. Uh, that secondary just, God, I don't know if I've ever seen a – has there ever been a worse secondary performance ever? That's pretty bad. A worse secondary performance ever. Boy, I, I don't know. I'd have to think of – I mean, there's, it has to be a bad team – destroying you it can't be like tom brady eviscerated you or tim tebow in college it's got to be tom brady that year he he did demolish the titans yeah but it was tom brady and randy yeah. moss like of okay. course this this has to be like nathan peterman comes out and puts maybe that was it maybe it was nathan peterman throwing for 500 yards against clemson that time <laughs> it's was still that probably it wasn't he that was bad. at purdue no it was he was at Pitt. No, pittsburgh I mean, yeah, I'm sorry, Pitt, yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. The worst performance by a secondary, again, the criteria for me would have to be a really bad quarterback or mediocre at best quarterback and receiver group just eviscerate you on a huge stage. Um, I'm going to think about that. Um, there's bound to be one out there. Um, I, don't think there I don't think there is. We may not find it. Um, <laughs> here's – Here's the the last – this is my last question. We're going to do a chug, sip, or pour on this, okay, about this game, and then let's put it to bed and, you know, RIP 2022 college football season for us. <laughs> um, orange helmets, chug, sip, or pour. Oh, man. Can I go first on this one? Please. Yeah, yes. Go for it. I I love those orange helmets, but I can't ever see them again now. Like, they were ruined. They were totally ruined. I yep. love them just because, like, it's a nostalgic thing. Like, it's a '80s kind of looking. I don't know. It's just got that that Reggie White looking feel. And uh, no, not after that game, man. You got to take them away for a long, long time. Put them to bed for at least ten years. Maybe bring them out after all this is forgotten. <laughs> so I will. Uh, let's see. This is a. Uh, we got to do this every week. Uh, I think I. Uh, sip, uh, pour that. You don't want them to come back. You're pouring. Yeah, I'm gonna pour that, man. I'm gonna pour that. 
All right, Chris. I'm going to pour it out 100%. Uh, I said I was lukewarm on it before the game started. I was like, eh. I mean, they kind of look cool, but at the same time, I'm like, eh. I, I could do without ever seeing them. And then getting her ass kicked like that, I have no desire to bring up that memory again. So Poor. I think what could have made it better is if they went all orange. Obviously, they're not going to do that at South Carolina, but if they went if they went full orange all the way, like maybe a homecoming game kind of thing, I think that could have been cool. But yeah, the way it went, pour it all out. So for me, I I mean, I'm not I don't deviate from the uniforms much. That being said, I thought the black ones this year were awesome. Yes. Um, I did, I was lukewarm at best on them. Uh, I was at a restaurant. Uh, with the game on, like in the background, I was watching it far away. Just, I didn't think I needed to pay the close of attention to this game. And I was right. It looked like Clemson. It looked like a Clemson, South Carolina game from a distance. Um, don't, never wear them again. We throw we them into like the volcano. Pre-Dabo. Yeah. When Clemson gave up 77 to West Virginia in the orange bowl, that was the defense that showed up. Um, now, Hey, that, that sparked a, you know, focus on the defense and Clemson ended up being a, you know, championship program. So maybe this will be the same wake up call, but, um, are you calling her shot? No, I'm not going to be that good, but, uh, Hey, before we put this one to bed, you know, the other thing that makes this loss even tougher is because everybody is loving how good Heifel's doing. And there's those rumors in the background. Yeah. And this loss just kind of is like, Oh, maybe this was Heifel's like only chance to get to the playoffs because who knows what's going to happen. Uh, I'll, 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 I'll counter that kind of. Uh, Hooker, right. Hooker talent tearing his ACL just uh, kicks off the Joe Milton 2023 Heisman huh. campaign a little early. So there you what, go. Uh, we would be Silver remiss if, if we didn't just say thanks, Hendon Hooker. Yes, absolutely. What a, what, a, what a season he's an all, all time, all time season. Um, he goes down with, I think, I think for his career, you have to put him with like he Shuler um, two seasons, all time, great offense, um, a gamer, tough pro great ambassador a, for the team. This is a good question for you, Hickey. Do you mm-hmm. think he is Josh Dobbs with a competent coach? Oh, very, very different players. Um, maybe um, Dobbs was a Dobbs was a way better runner. That dude's made out of like muscle and elastic. Um, not not the passer that that uh, he is. I don't know. I don't think so. I think they're too different of a player That's player fair. for me. Um, like lo- you know, love them both. Uh, I think Dobbs could have been. I, I mean. History has shown, like look, looking back, those that 2015 and 16 teams, like he, good lord, he carried them. I mean, they had some talent. Don't get me wrong, but there are a number of games that he he won in spite of the coaching. Um, so yeah, he would put up crazy numbers in a, in a high pull system for sure. Uh, more more uh, more on the ground than um, than Hooker did though. The fact that Dobbs is still in the NFL shows you there was some uh, there was some prowess there. Well, he's another, you know, really smart guy. You want him on the like good locker room guy. I want him with the clipboard. He's going to make good observations. He may not have all the tools, and if you need to throw him in for a series, he's probably not going to ruin it. So. He's not Nate Peterman. <laughs> he's not. All right. Well, enough of that unpleasantness. That was the w- most painful twenty-eight minutes in the history of sports nuts and beer guts. Football is pain, yet we still live. <laughs> Is that dramatic enough? Okay. It's fitting. It's Almost. very fitting. So we, you want to talk for the about the NFL for a minute? Sure, sure. go for it. <laughs> um, kind of a, 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 you know, not a lot to talk about out of this week. Dallas just murdered the Vikings, which I don't know if anybody really saw that coming. Um, a few terrible <laughs> games. The, the Ravens and the you saw that the coming. Vikings are, the Vikings are good. The Vikings Justin have Jefferson's been pretty good. good this year, right? The I mean, Vikings have been decent. Kirk Cousins is still Kirk Cousins. Right, well, but anytime but, you see an NFL team get beat by that much, it's kind of like, I, what's going on? I think they had won seven straight one-score one, one score games. Like, yeah. 
there was some fool's gold in that record. So there was Dallas sure. at the same time, like Pollard. thirty some thirty some points. Though, like that seems uh, a little shocking to me. I mean, yeah, it was a, it was an absolute beatdown. No, no question about it. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was the the number two seed in the NFC. The the Eagles barely got by um, the Colts. Uh, again, not not a ton of huge spots. I mean, Chris, our predictions last week, I think, are going to hold up all right. <laughs> after you know, after um, the Giants lost. Uh... I think they're still too far ahead to not make the oh, playoffs. Oh, they are. I, I agree. I agree with you. I mean, they're just not that great. No, they're well, not. Well, here's an, here's an impromptu chug sipper pour for you then. Love okay. it. Um, in the NFC East, uh, do the the Cowboys have a better shot to get further in the playoffs than the Eagles chug sipper pour? I'll pour it out. All right. I think the Eagles' defense uh, – the Eagles are a great – organization they know they need to throw the ball to get the lead and run the ball to kill the clock at the end of the game so i think they know that and the cowboys mike mccarthy uh he's a proven loser in the playoffs yeah. Dak, <laughs> proven loser in the playoffs when was, like, when was the last time the cowboys won a playoff game hickey two years ago oh before that <laughs> it was a long um tony romo okay i think uh i, I had to go look there they beat um they beat was the Rams. A, they beat the Rams a few years ago, right? Is that a COVID year? Does that even count? I don't. I'm, I'd have to. I've got to go look. But <laughs> um, I mean, maybe. Um, that's. I, that's I just, so is that poor? Is that you believing in Hurts, or is that not believing in the Cowboys? I. Uh, it's a little bit of. I believe in the Eagles' defense, uh, specifically the defensive line. I think they go eight or nine deep. They signed in Dominican Sue to help out the <laughs> yeah. defense. Yeah. Uh, I believe in the Eagles' defensive line, and I think they can do enough on offense. Love AJ Brown. Uh, All right. Uh, also love Jason Kelsey, the the center. I think he he kind of starts everything off right. Uh, mm-hmm. I like that guy. I listened to him on the Manning cast last week. It was good. Yeah, he, an intelligent guy. Uh, very intelligent guy. So I, I'm oh. a big believer. It's more of a believer in the Eagles and the Cowboys. I mean, it's just so so Cowboys to lose in the first round. Uh, Jerry just so, sitting there. And so you're Mike, buying the fool's gold of the regular season for the Cowboys here. Yeah, I, I yeah, it, it's a combination of both. That's why it's a chug, or not chug, but a pour. So their last their last playoff win was 2018. Okay, uh, so it, it's been a while, and it was against uh, Russell Wilson in Seattle. Um, they lost to the Rams the game that I was thinking of. Let's ride. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's, that's an interesting question. Uh, you know, I NFL playoffs are as much about matchups as they are who's good. It it just is. Um, like years ago, you know, when those Chargers teams played the Colts, they were awful matchups for the Colts. Chargers yeah. beat them a few times. The Giants were horrible matchups for the Patriots. The Patriots were probably better team, just a bad, um, you know, a bad matchup. The 49ers were always bad matchups for the the Kaepernick 49ers were bad matchups for the Packers. So this year, if you look at that, getting into the postseason, the you know the Cowboys are probably probably pretty good, but they're going to end up playing like the, the Niners or the or the Bucks, both of which 49ers. Yeah. yeah, the Niners are a terrible matchup for Dallas. So, I you know. I, I think I think that could be the case if they luck out and get to play Minnesota again. Um, you know, now now we got something. Or or if Seattle wins, you know, manages to to win that division, then then yeah, they're probably going to advance. I think Ooh, Philly Cruz is the one. Seed. I can see Seattle being one of those games that Dallas loses. Oh. Just because it would be at Seattle. It would be the at 12th, Seattle. Man. You get the twelfth man. You get some rain going down. You know what I mean? Like just a weird. I, uh, I think Dallas... Walker breaks off a couple long runs. Like, yeah, GM. they got the wide receivers, Metcalf and Lockett. Walter Jones still playing there. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of speaking of Lockett, this is this is a crazy stat. He's only missed one game in his career. Tyler Lockett. Yeah. Wow. That's he impressive. Is. Yeah, somebody was complaining that he always just dives down to avoid hits, but. 
he's only missed one game, so it's well, kind of the Marvin Harrison. Uh, Fra- Franco Harris always went out of bounds. He played forever. Yeah. Yeah. All right, not a bad idea. Um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting, you know, finish to the to the regular season. The AFC's, you know, pretty crazy with uh, uh, the e. I mean, the two East divisions are are really good. I got to say though. The Jets and the and the Patriots was the absolute most Jets Patriots. I was yes finale. Yes. Um, you just have to laugh. I mean, I I, I feel bad for the Jets. No, nope. um, but I mean they're just they're <laughs> a hapless franchise. Um, snake bit. Yeah, some somehow they've got snake a bit. like something's going on with the Jets. What what is up with their first round uh, quarterback? I mean, he's just not going to do it, right? Well, he was like, bad to begin with. Like, right, that was like, a bad I mean, pick. That was a terrible pick, and everybody saw it coming, and everybody yes. said it, and it's happening. <laughs> like I'm just like, who was that GM? I I don't know that it was a bad pick necessarily. I I, I mean, the Jets have always been a kind of a team that goes after splash names at splash positions and ignores the lines. Uh, and having a bad line is kind of a bad way to start a quarterback's career so i mean yeah you're saying that that you're saying that quarterback is a splash name third pick overall no i'm saying like they they go for splash positions instead of like 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 they're always big in free agency signings like they they always sign two or three free agents and i'm just like do you really need a middle linebacker (laughs) i mean yeah Le'Veon bell braylon edwards santonio holmes uh, yes. I mean, years ago, I mean, Neil O'Donnell, Brett Favre, um, Vernon Golston. Remember how he was supposed to be like all world? Yeah. Uh, they even signed LaDainian Tomlinson past his prime when like the most effective jet offensive players in our past like 30 years or 20 years have been, well, 30. We'll go back. Vinny Testaverde, Wayne Krebet, six round pick, Chad Pennington, uh, Brandon Marshall, who they got for nothing just because. People didn't want him, and you know I love Brandon Marshall. Um, Thomas Jones as a running back. Yeah. Um, Curtis Martin. Okay, now that one works. Is he out. good for the Jets or no? <laughs> Hard to remember. <laughs> no, he was. I mean, yeah, Curtis Martin was a monster. Um, so yeah, um, didn't think we'd be spending a few minutes on the Jets, but man, what a what a pathetic franchise. Here we are. Here we are. This is what distracts <laughs> us from from. You know, Vol sadness. We'll talk about the Jets, uh, but yeah, it's gonna be. I, I I think Jets are six and four. They, I think they absolutely missed the playoffs. Does anybody disagree with me? You might. But. <laughs> I I don't think they make it. I, I definitely think they falter. But uh, maybe with this UT uh, downtrodden podcast, we talk about the Jets franchise. Maybe we could talk about the eighties and nineties Tampa Bay Bucks and. Uh, <laughs> Huh. Maybe the mid two thousands lions. What? Who else could we talk about here? I I think I would I would sip anything related to the Jets and playoffs. <laughs> You'll sip it. I just because of how awful the AFC in general is. So. It's fair. I think we. I think the Chargers kind of did what they did last night. They've looked good two weeks in a row, and they're zero two in the last two weeks. So Chargers are going to charger. I think their schedule eases up though, if I, I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they'll still lose to the Lions or something. I mean, it's possible. The Lions power three, three game win streak. Three game win streak. Dan Campbell for coach of the year. Somehow, as crazy as Dan Campbell is, he is a significant improvement over Matt Patricia, their previous, their well. previous coach. <laughs> oh, man. I love hating on the former Patriots coaches. Uh, all right. Speaking, um, of, speaking of bad coaches, we have to give a jab to uh, Chris here about the Broncos coach yesterday. How about that? I actually didn't watch any of the game. I, I didn't watch much football yesterday. I saw they, they lost, though, in overtime. They easily had that game won. <laughs> Did they really? It was, well, it was just a botched defensive play in the late, late, late fourth quarter. Um, it was it was just bad all around, but uh, – didn't Melvin anyway. Gordon do his thing too? <laughs> Something happened. I I only caught it on red zone, and it was a debacle, basically. I saw where Melvin Gordon got released today. Oh, really? I th- I right. think 
I can't I can't verify that. I saw it on something. I think it's I don't know. I, Google searched El- Elijah Mitchell on Twitter. Uh, yeah. I don't have the app, so I had to Google it. And <laughs> the first comment under that said Melvin Gordon release. So I don't know if it was a fake fake account or a real account, but I could see it being real. It no, he did. Happened. Yeah, I guess he fumbled yesterday. Classic. Yeah, he got released. It's probably released the head coach too. Yeah, yeah, that's more of a that's more of a mercy uh, mercy move there. I think. So. All right. Well. Um, Let's go to our favorite want... part of today's podcast, please. Thanksgiving. Yeah. Let's talk about Thanksgiving. Um, it's my favorite holiday. I don't know about you guys, but uh, here we are, the cusp of Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Um, let's talk about. Um, Let's start with your favorite Thanksgiving item. Now, you say item. I imagine this is a food item. That's a good we're point. Not, I, sh- I mean, if you're talking about like the Pilgrim's hat or something. <laughs> if your choice was like fall decor, then we're going to kindly but firmly ask you to leave the podcast. <laughs> yeah. So That's favorite Thanksgiving call. food. Sure. Well, I'm... It's, you know, I, I love the turkey. I do the turkey every year, and that's my thing, and I just do a regular roasted turkey. All right. so I do like I do like turkey, but I'm going to have to go with uh, whatever you call it, stuffing or dressing. I'm going to go with that. Oh. It's like my, my go-to, because if it's a good one, it's a really good one. Love good stuffing. Come on, Chris. Oh, that's, that's brutal. Well, you you wouldn't need any kind of stuffing, not even like the out of the box plain Jane. Just why why would I ruin anything? Uh, <laughs> I mean, if your if your turkey is good enough, it doesn't need stuffing. Actually, the best bite is like just a big old bite of a lot of different stuff mixed in. Yeah, yeah, that's the, that's the good stuff. You get some that... cranberry sauce and some oh. green bean, maybe oh, God. some mashed potatoes. I feel like I maybe throw up. Oh. So, so Chris, do you have chicken nuggets and mac and cheese on Thanksgiving? No, I have a very uh, light colored uh, plate at Thanksgiving. A beige plate. Very beige. Yeah. Um, my favorite Thanksgiving. Oh man. Please say I, roll. I'm, I'm gonna have to go like a deep fried turkey. I was never a turkey fan. Uh, Uncle got a deep fryer, deep deep fries of turkey every Thanksgiving and Christmas. So, and it's legit. It changes my out, outlook on turkey. Uh, so I'll go deep fried turkey. Deep fried turkey. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm going to cheat for my answer, but it's, what, it's kind of what McClure said is um, we can, we can talk about this in a second. Like you're building, I want you to build, you can think about this. I'm going to ask you to build your ideal Thanksgiving plate. Okay. That doesn't take um, me long. But okay, well, well you can answer first then in just a second. Um I like like the gravy side of the plate, which is going to be your turkey um which again, roasted so long as it's not dry. That's the big thing for me. It can be yes. roasted, it can be uh smoked, it can be, you know, deep fried, any of those. Um but you got turkey uh, stuffing, dressing, whichever you want to call it, mashed potatoes, some good mashed potatoes, cranberry sauce, gravy on that side of the plate, all that in one bite. Mm. That's my uh, that's my number one item. That's that's a good call right there. I I, I am total in agreement with that. But Chris, name your plate. What's on yeah. your plate? Oh, this is an easy one. We got to start with the uh, deep fried turkey and some ham. And ham, double meat, huh? Yeah. Um, what would you say, Subway? So there's that. Then we go to uh, the sides. You get some mac and cheese and uh, mashed potatoes. Um, get some bacon wrapped Smokies. Uh, and I'll get about three rolls and a thing of cornbread, and I'm good to go. That's the plate. Hmm. All right. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll take that plate, and I'll raise you a plate. Let's do it. So I'll have some kind of turkey. Then we also usually do some kind of like sugar, like brown sugar ham, some kind of ham. So turkey and ham's on the plate, and I'm putting Good gravy start. on. I'm putting gravy on the turkey, and because it's dried out, makes sense. 
put a little turkey or gravy on the turkey and on the mashed potatoes. And like you say, on that whole side, I'll put some cranberry sauce and maybe even some like whatever the greens are, whether we have like green beans or some uh, Brussels sprouts or whatever it's going to be. But then you got your rolls and you got your, uh, you know, your stuffing or dressing. And let's see what else we got. Usually some kind of corn, maybe. <clears throat> and yeah, then just rolls and butter and jellies and all sorts of stuff. I guess that's that's pretty much a good plate right there. All right, that's uh, that's not bad. I'm I'm gonna do, um, you know, one side of the plate. I'm no ham. I I only need no one. Ham. No, I don't need ham on on uh. Ham, I, we do ham at Easter, I guess, and um, kosher plate, huh? Turkey at Thanksgiving, and then um, standing rib roast at Christmas. Those are the those <laughs> are the holiday meats for me. But uh, no ham, uh, a nice a nice bit of turkey. Now, one year you'd like this, Chris. Um, did a smoked turkey. Uh, my brother in law made it, but had a bacon weave on top of it. Okay, I'm I'm in on that. Yeah, um, I smoked um, the turkey uh, maybe three years ago pretty good it was a, a plus yeah turkey turkey's pretty good smoked and it's easy to do as um, long as you don't just burn it, it if, if you dry it out it's just the oh, worst it's awful. The worst meat ever yeah turkey jerky is awful um so yeah if you can have uh yeah non-dry nice juicy turkey um love some i want some no don't want box mashed potatoes i want some fresh mashed potatoes um, oh yeah i love to make them they can be red skin potatoes. They can be Yukon gold mashed. Um, Love mashed potatoes. So long as they're just, you know, cre- they can be lumpy. I'm fine with that, but we got to have, got to be creamy enough and, and, you know, buttery enough there. Um, I do like the dressing, stuffing, a little bit of that. Um, cranberry sauce, gravy on all of it. Then the other side of the plate, I'm going to do some green bean casserole. Um, can't yeah, be. But you got to start it right with, you know, sauteing the onions and mushrooms and, you know, all that together mm. with uh, um, some sweet potato casserole. Okay. Want that on there, too. Right. And uh, prob- probably a roll at the end just to, you know, sort of sop it all up. So, uh, yeah, that's my uh, that's my plate. And probably for dessert, I'm going to do, uh, you know, I like some good pies. I'm a pie, you know, I'll probably go with cherry pie. I'm uh I'm shocked that neither one of you said deviled eggs. Oh, that's Easter. Now, it's it's not always there at Thanksgiving, but I do love deviled eggs. Sometimes I, same. There. I assumed you both loved them. That's why I said it. Of course. And I always see deviled eggs, and I'm just like, wow. Why did why why do people bring these every holiday? Because they're delicious. Love, yeah. <laughs> Hard pass. I like. <laughs> So it's funny, deviled eggs, mac and cheese, and and ham. I always equate with Easter. That's, I don't yeah, know why, a good call. but I associate uh, deviled eggs with nature. Just something I don't <laughs> like. <laughs> Look, now would, would ham be allowed at your uh, Thanksgiving, or are you? Uh, is it? Um, are, are you letting ham into the building there? We let we throw you and your ham out. Oh man! No, no, well, no! Of course, of course, it would be. Ham's uh, never bad. Pies, I tell you what, though, yeah. for pies on dessert, I'm always looking for on Thanksgiving the pumpkin and pecan. Hmm. Like a good pecan pie. No love uh, for pumpkin and pecan pies. Come no, on, I, no, I'm a fan. Oh yeah, Chris doesn't like them. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. Oh, Come on. I'm good. Oh, good, good pumpkin pie with some with some nice cool whip on top man oh yeah that's oh, yeah. uh that's definitely going down this week so that's that's the that's one of my favorite you know thanksgiving pieces you, you finish off the meal with that good uh, pumpkin pie find a comfy chair settle in for that nap yeah it's a good day now this with um with my wife's family where we'll be i will i i am always willing to cook i enjoy it but I will not be preparing any dishes because there is some like heavy ownership over every dish that I don't know about. I don't know all the dynamics, so I just do dishes. Uh, That's a good you call. Do dishes? Good call. Yes, oh. I do a lot of dishes. That's a hard no for me. <laughs> you, you you won't do dishes, or you don't do dishes? What's your? <laughs> yeah, uh, no, I don't. <laughs> 
So what would happen if they just stacked up to the ceiling? That yeah. Sounds like my wife's problem. Oh boy. I didn't know you were we got old old Wally Cleaver over here, Ward I, Cleaver. I mow the yard. I take the trash <laughs> to the road. Uh that's about the extent of the housework this guy's doing. Let, let it be known that that uh Chris really paid attention in marriage and family class at Johnson Bible College. Uh, speaking of marriage and family class, uh, that was the uh, final I had after I spent the night in the library. <laughs> Not sure I passed that class. Oh man, uh, that's hilarious. That that class was McClure. If there was, be be thankful. You did not have this class. If we're going, when you go around and say what you're thankful for this Thanksgiving, say that you <laughs> didn't go to Johnson Bible College and take the marriage and family class. Um, I found a book when I was cleaning out my you know stuff at my parents' old house. Uh, it was called Love and Dating in the Teenage Years, and it was just appalling. The like the statements. One of it was like. If a woman falls into temptation, it's because she is less disciplined than a man, and it's always the man's fault because Facts. he is persuasive. It was, he said. Uh, he said, "Look at look at your youth group when you stop at a trip or stop during a youth group trip. The boys always get healthy things like beef jerky, and girls get sweets and candies because they're not disciplined and easy to sway." What? I promise, man. Uh, uh... Oh man! Was, I wish everybody could read truthful statements like that. I mean, yeah, it mercifully did not shape who I am. I would assume that book can go into the <laughs> into the volcano with the Tennessee orange helmets and Ticketmaster <laughs> and Ticketmaster. Bullet uh, Dodge, by the way, boys. We did not buy tickets to the Sugar Bowl. Oh, thank God! Yeah, really. We might well, have made money on it though. I don't know. Did you get those Taylor Swift tickets though? Oh, Jesus. my wife tried. <laughs> um, is it do, do your families do the stand in a circle and say what you're thankful for thing? We do. We've not. been known to do that around the table occasionally. That's my least favorite part about Thanksgiving. Uh, especially whenever what? you go around the circle and everybody says Donald Trump. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what that's I'm used a... to. Uh, even really? even uh, a year after uh, his loss in the election, it was still they were thankful for Donald Trump. So, oh man, Did, uh, is, is the uh, is the the Donald Trump stimulus check still signed and framed? Ooh, framed? I will take a picture if I see it. I I would oh, assume yes, it. Please, I would please. assume it is. How much money please, would please. I have to pay you for you to mention? that that stimulus package directly contributed to inflation. Well, <laughs> I mean, it, it's irrefutable, but I mean, it doesn't matter because printing money oh. always leads to inflation. Irrelevant. <laughs> right, right. So how would that go if that was said? Um, well, Joe Biden's president. So uh, that's how the conversation would go. Right, right, right. Everything that happens under one president's tenure is solely their fault. Absolutely. 100%. Yep. Yep. Every 100%. time. Yep. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I don't have anything, but that's that's seriously like we stand around a circle and it's like, I'm thankful for Donald Trump. I'm thankful for the military <laughs> and uh guns and uh uh yeah, that's that's my Thanksgiving. So, oh man, I've awesome. I've actually considered like just staying here in Columbia by myself for Thanksgiving <laughs> instead of going there, but uh, TBD on that one. Whatever I, des- I decide. You so. gonna get COVID? Well, you can make your own plate of ham. COVID, which sounds a lot more lot not even better than, uh, than some of the stuff I have to deal with over in West Tennessee. <laughs> Grandma Snow, bless her heart. <laughs> Can't wait for would, to listen to this podcast. I always love a good, uh, love a good Chris summary after uh, after a holiday. It's there's always something surprising too. I think one time there I actually is. had a positive experience. I don't remember what it was, but a Grandma Snow bought me beer. Oh yeah, that yeah. was. I remember the last one post, was post golf tournament. Yeah, and didn't she drive you to get like cigars after the Tennessee Bama game? Oh, that was that was Liz's mom. Okay. Yeah, that she, I I have nothing bad to say about Liz's mom. Okay, but Grandma Snow is the challenge. Oh, oh, Grandma Snow, that's a different story. That lady, she's special. Very, um, very special lady. 
Well, hopefully, well, the only Thanksgiving tradition that I'm aware of at your family, McClure, is your your dad's joke. Oh yeah, after the huge meal, usually we do it like lunch, like one or two, and after that, you gotta like you know sit back all full and say, uh, "What's for dinner?" Yep, that's the joke. Talk Nobody about the laughs, next, but that's the joke. <laughs> talk about the next meal, right? Yeah, whatever the next meal is. <clears throat> we say what's what's for that. I just like being able to watch football and just snack all day. That's that's what I like about Thanksgiving. Yeah, I used to uh, watch the watch the Lions and just uh, nap slash snack and watch Herman Moore catch a bunch of balls. Man, he was good. That was every Thanksgiving. It's like the Herman Moore show for a couple of years there. Herman Moore, he was a that's a forgotten superstar. He was an oh, awesome Herman receiver. Moore. Oh yeah, yeah, he was great. Um, random news uh, with random more random wide receivers. Well, no, well, okay, this is a random wide receiver. Um, a fantasy game in our league going down to the wire. AWOL versus uh, Logan. Uh, AWOL needed Debo Samuel to outscore Brandon Ayuk. Uh, by about 15. Um, somehow, Ayuk has only two touches. Two touchdowns. Uh, two touchdowns. So, um, uh, congratulations, I guess, Logan. <laughs> I don't know. He does have Melvin Gordon on his team, newly found free agent. So, there's that. Hey, Wall. Hey, can you look at the score of my game you. while you're on there? Sure. Let's see. Looks like you are. Um... Three points right now. I need I need some Elijah Mitchell garbage time. Yeah, sure that's a, yeah. See you come yeah, back. There. He's, uh, he's going into the fourth quarter down by uh, twenty-one points, so you might have some. Also, there. could use another uh, Cardinals touchdown because that defense for the 49ers, Yeah, get some uh, negative points there. Well, in, the, in my other league, I started Colt McCoy. Oh man, here's a barn burner. Um, in my other league, I am up 144.75 to 144. Ooh. Um, the other opponent has Elijah Mitchell, DeAndre Hopkins, and Debo, uh, where I have Colt McCoy and Jimmy G. So some garbage time Colt McCoy, not to DeAndre Hopkins. I'll be I'll be in good shape. That's so. that that's intense right there. Yeah. Who's a, is is Will still winning Caught Commander of the Week? Um, yes, I believe he is. Ah, man, I don't know. Anything after South Carolina these days, I'm not sure if I'm interested in <laughs> in that being an award. Uh, um, yes, though he has a threat from my opponent, the Dirty Randys. Um, Luke five. Despite starting a tight end that did not play, Jesus. Luke, can, he is five DeAndre Hopkins points away from winning the Cock Commander. And he did have a tight end on his bench get 10. He has three tight ends, which, as we know, is the path to championships. Absolutely. <laughs> so. All right. Uh, any other problems we're solving today, boys? I think that's it. That's all I got. Um, we'll uh, we'll rise again. The balls will be uh, we'll be back in our lives next year. We'll we'll pull through. We'll find a way. Joe Milton, twenty twenty three Heisman winner. Joe Milton, twenty twenty three Heisman winner. Any uh, any hot go. takes you want to end with, McClure? That's uh, I'm I'm gonna go with that one too. And uh, let's see, hot takes. Hmm. I'm gonna say TCU wins the whole thing. Love it, TCU. That's what wins I'm going for now. So I was cheering against them, obviously, this weekend. I thought they had lost. But You're I, going for I the Christians, aren't you? Yeah, no, those those crazy Christians. My niece is actually a freshman at TCU, so well, um, we are uh, cheering for them now. She's been going to all the games, storming the field. It's been having fun. So go TCU, Horned Frogs. Hey, I'm in on uh, I'm in on TCU. Hope they win it all. 
Um, I know they don't have a chance, though. <laughs> I think Georgia probably just waltzes in there unchallenged. That's my that's my oh, yeah. that's my hot take that they win. Uh, they win the SEC championship, and they're both playoff games by ten points. I was gonna Ooh. say they the, all three combined like seventy five possibly. That's they're gonna, they're gonna boat race LSU. I think they might if they sleepwalk through a game. It's Georgia Tech next week. Um. I think they win, but Georgia Tech's suddenly a little, little spry. They don't hate Georgia Tech that much, little brother. Um, they'll beat them, and then, uh, yeah, then it'll be the, uh, the, the beatdown in the SEC championship game. And unfortunately, I think it'll be TCU that feels their wrath. And then, uh, actually, maybe Michigan. Michigan will be a blowout. So that's my. I pick. don't know. Kentucky kept it within three scores. Yeah, terrible. You know, it was in it was in, you know, vicious Kroger Field. Yeah, but they're just playing against the number one quarterback. I mean, horrible, horrible. Kentucky's just so bad. (laughs) Yeah, it's just like I can't, I can't even believe they were in that game at all. Yeah, the uh, I I think the uh, the Will Levis uh, Levis uh, karma did come back to bite (laughs) us, but I still don't think it's going to be old talking about him being a top ten pick. Uh, <laughs> we'll see, but I do love that running back. I watched him this weekend. Oh, yeah. Like, Man, that guy runs hard. <laughs> he doesn't fall backwards. That was a great like operation, uh, Chris. He was a, like yeah. my Montario Hardesty. Yep. The same kind of runner. It's a good comp there. All right. Well, in that case, we'll see if we can go ahead and get uh, who, who are our future podcast guests? Chris Rodriguez, Charlie Ward. Um, I can't remember who else. Just those two. We'll see if we can get them on the get them on the pod. So there you go. All right, guys. Till next time. If you drink, don't drive. To the watermelon crawl. Watermelon crawl.